Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Thursday to all of you out there. The gold rally continues uh, up again, $1,620. Strap on the seatbelt. Gold's in the driver's seat. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and all kinds of, we had the, the Democratic debate last night, apparently, I, and you know what, I'll say this, they, I got five minutes, I gave it five minutes, I couldn't listen anymore, uh, the one thing that I'll say, it was so, I don't even know, grade school-like, with, uh, they had a panel, almost as many people on this panel asking questions as they had the candidates that were up there. And they're all having their hands up. One guy's talking and everyone, you know, they're, re- oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. It was, it was, it was really bad. Uh, apparently, uh, Michael Bloomberg was horrible. That's at least what the press is saying is Bloomberg was horrible. Uh, that's it. He's not the guy, right? And, and Bernie Sanders uh, is stretching it out, and and I guess they said Elizabeth Warren won. I, I don't know. You know, whatever. Trump rally here in Phoenix. Here's what I was happy about. I didn't hear any stories about uh, it getting violent uh, as the Trump supporters were trying to get in and out of the arena. So that was a good news. Obviously, packed house, rocking. You know, Trump's got that down. Uh, on, on the other side, on the economic side of things, Big, big developments happening again today. Uh, Wall Street tried to ignore it. Uh, looks like it's it's having a hard time ignoring it now. Wall Street has just gone negative, uh, down about 50 points. The NASDAQ uh, is down about 30 points. News out of Foxconn and then news out of South Korea that may be a, how do I say, it's spreading. We were hoping it wasn't going to, uh, but a major part supplier uh, in South Korea actually had uh, an employee test positive for the coronavirus. So we'll talk about all of those things. Uh, We had some economic data out. We had uh, uh, the Federal Reserve minutes. You know, the Fed is so clueless. They are so, so clueless. And then this morning, uh, Richard Clarida, he's the number two guy. Okay, he's the number two guy, the vice chair. And uh, he was on CNBC this morning, clueless. Did say, hey, all the Wall Street's got it wrong. Uh, we're, we're not going to, to lower interest rates. And, and again, more pressure this 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 bubble that's been building in, on Wall Street, uh, the Federal Reserve is trying to stop it. Uh, Clarida came out today and said they won't cut rates uh, later this year. And, and I know this. I do know this. They normally don't like to, to move rates during an election year. They don't. I think they're going to be forced to. I, I really do. I think this is a much, much bigger issue. Uh, update on Class A. Trucks, uh, the inventories of trucks, uh, nobody's buying them. And, and of course, for those of you that don't know Class A trucks, those are the semis. Uh, so we'll update you on semis, and then and then shipping numbers uh, continuing to come in. 
Uh, and, and of course, obviously, with the coronavirus, uh, major problems. The Chinese ports, I'm being told now, are full. They can't accept any more freight, and that the the uh, outside the ports is a huge parking lot. And, and you know, you would think you would see it, right? And, and, and from oil tankers to to food to grains to, to whatever it may be, they're all just parked out there. Uh, because they, there's nobody to unload it, right? The, the workers aren't there to unload it, and and if they are, they, they they've already filled it up. Hey, we can't unload any more stuff, and the you know the half the country's shut down, so there's no trucks to move it around. All kinds of problems happening, and and it's starting to build here, right? You're starting to be, you know, you're hopeful. China changed the way they counted the coronaviruses again. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, they said like only 400 new cases uh, yesterday, and nobody believed it. Right? Where I I, fi- I think we're finally at that point now, uh, where where people aren't buying that. Uh, but the bigger news, though, I think the main driver had to be uh, in South Korea today. Uh, both South uh, Korea and Japan uh, have officially uh, recorded deaths now from the virus. Uh, but it was a key Apple supplier. So another hit to Apple here. Uh, Foxconn was out earlier in the day saying, hey, we're not, we're reopening. But they were very clear. This is going to be a slow, long process. A slow, long process uh, you know, in, in maybe, maybe sometime in April, Foxconn is hoping to be back to where they were before uh, the virus hit. But then uh, uh, the chip maker SK Henix is, if I'm pronouncing that right, they are a major uh, supplier of parts. My guess is those parts go to China. I don't know. Uh, they have sent all their employees home today and will not return to, to work. All of their employees now must be in quarantine. So that's two weeks. Uh, as one of the one of the employers uh, tested positive for the virus, we'll talk about that. What are the ramifications? What are the effects of all of these things? And what's going to happen to all these Wall Street estimates? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. As I said, you know, gold continues to climb here, up twelve, thirteen dollars, uh, sixteen hundred and twenty dollars, uh, and and just got a great market going here in the gold markets uh, today. I've got, oh, let's just say, I don't know, two to three hundred thousand dollars of liberties and saints at thirty dollars over spot sixteen hundred and fifty uh on u.s twenty dollar liberties or saints you can pick you can specify uh how many of each you want if you want 50 saints you can get 50 saints if you want them libs you get libs if you want some of each you can do that uh, $1,650. You know, think about the last time gold was here. Go back to, it was, what, 2010, maybe 2011. 
you know, 20s were going for 1,800, 1,800 plus. So this time around, uh, only $30 over spot, the cheapest way. Don't go, then, you know, we love the old gold. You know, yeah, and, and you think about, you know, we live here in the U.S., so tax laws are always better when you buy, you know, your local, right? If you're in Canada, I'm making an assumption here. If you're Canadian and you live in Canada, my guess is uh, they treat you better buying Canadian maple leafs than they do buying American gold eagles. Most people don't know, you know, a lot of people, and there's a lot of unknowledged people out there, and there there are unfortunately uh, there's dealers out there that will take advantage of people with their with, that are uneducated. But if you buy gold bars or you buy maple leafs or Krugerrands or Philharmonics or Chinese pandas, I mean, doesn't matter. Anything over ten thousand dollars when you want to sell. Now you can call me up. And say, Joe, I want $100,000 of maple leaves. I can do it. Sure. I would recommend you don't. But, hey, if you know if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. But when you go to sell it, anything over $10,000, and you've got, you're going to be $10.99. Why? Why do that? Especially when... The older gold is so much cheaper anyway, right? And, and think about this. The government has different classifications when it comes to gold. They have what they consider to be collectible gold and what they have as bullion gold. There's two different categories. Bullion, and bullion is actually easy. It's everything that isn't pre-1933 U.S. minted material. Everything. Right? That's your sovereigns, your franks, your maple leaves, your Krugerrands, your, your bars, dude, everything. That's the law. Why? I don't know. I didn't make it up. Right? What's the one thing you can't put into IRAs, precious metals IRAs? Old twenty dollar and old, old, you know, old U.S. minted material pre pre thirty three U.S. gold. And I always tell everybody, and you know this, and why it is we've been twenty four years we've been, and you think you know, there's been a lot of things in the twenty four years that we've been in business. Gold hit its all time low while we've been in business. Right, Eric opened this company in 1996. Gold hit its low in what, 2000? Right at 250 bucks, made it through it. Right, we've seen gold go to 1900 and go watch it go all the way back to 1050. Now it's coming all the way back. We've been here the whole time, and we do it without complaints because we don't play games. Any gold company, and I'm sorry, I'm just, and I know that, you know, oh, you're exaggerating, I'm not. Any gold company offering you free reports and going to send you free crap in the mail, they want to rip you off. That's the goal. Anybody that's got a sponsor, 
I don't care if it's Michael Savage, uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Brian Kilmeade, or whoever. doesn't matter. They want to rip you off. That's what they're hoping for. They want Their favorite call is, I want to buy gold. I've never bought it before. I've got $100,000, and I'll just lay down and do whatever you tell me to do. Right? The next thing you know, you find out, uh, as you get educated about things, you find out, hey, for my hundred grand, I got about fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of gold, and the rest of it went in their pocket. That's why we stay here. We want to buy as close to spot as possible. It takes out the guesswork. Right? You're buying gold here at thirty dollars. <laughs> Actually, now it's a little less than thirty dollars over spot. Twenty nine dollars and change right now. You want to stay private. It's always a big one, private. What do I mean by private? That means if you ever want to buy it, sell it, or trade it. Because that's really, you got three options, right? You can buy it, sell it, trade it. Or hand it down. By the way, great way to hand down wealth is gold. Uh, A lot of people, they don't want you to know a great way to do it. But neither here nor there. Buy it, sell it, trade it, and not have to be 1099. Right? You're on your honor. Got to buy U.S. minted material. And then the, the last piece of that puzzle is you go back to the last time the government confiscated gold in here in the U.S. in 1933. There's only one kind of gold you could keep. Those were coins that were considered to be collectibles. That was it. You couldn't own any gold outside of jewelry, right? You couldn't buy uh, a a Liberty or a St. Gaudens in this country. Couldn't do it in 1935 or 1950 or 1960 or 1970. Couldn't do it. When the government opened the gold window, right, they allowed for, in 1971, they allowed for the citizenry to finally be able to own gold again. Of course, the U.S. didn't mint any gold, right? There was no gold eagles. There was no buffaloes. There was none of that stuff. So you were high in, right, Krugerrands and Maple Leafs and, and maybe the old 20s. But in 1985, they were working on the Gold Eagle Act. It's actually the Gold Eagle Act of 1986. That's when we started minting gold and silver again. See, people, so many people don't even realize that. Do you know how many people I talked to that were unaware that it was illegal to own gold in the United States for almost 40 years? It's crazy to think about it. But this is how long the bankers needed They needed that time to brainwash you all, brainwash all of us. But in that act, they did something very special. They said, hey, all this old gold that's U.S. minted, it's all collectibles now. Now, why did they do that? They didn't have to. Everything's bullion. Bullion's bullion. Everything else is bullion. Why did they carve out this little pocket? 
and all as I can, you know, I don't know this, right? With a stroke of the pen, the government can do what it wants. We, <laughs> we know this. But they normally leave loopholes for the, for the rich, right? The billionaires and the millionaires. And the last time it was collectible gold coins. And I think it's going to happen again, and I think there's going to be a loophole. And so that's really the three reasons, right? Close to spot, got that covered. Private, yeah, you can do it. You want to come in here and sell $100,000 worth of 20s or 10s or Indians or Liberties or St. Gaudens. We write a check, and it's have a nice day. Seriously. There's no 1099. Right? You can't do that with, with other things. You can't come in here with bars. You can't come in here uh, with maple leaves and stuff like that. We've got to do it. That's what the law is. And I, no offense. I like everybody, but I'm not going to prison for you. Just not doing it. So now you're educated. Right? All this. The, the other one, slabbed modern issued coins. Another huge ripoff. Every year, at least once a year, I'll run a slab. I will. Uh, uh, whether it's Buffaloes or Gold Eagles, the MS-69s, the MS-70s, wait for us to run. If you got to have them, let me bu- let, buy them from us. Because they're out there. They want $18,000, $2,000 for these things. Listen, the, these coins were never used, right? Modern-issued Gold Eagles, you don't put them out at the grocery store to pay your groceries. They're all ms69 and ms70 unless somebody what you know somebody handled them very poorly but right out especially the brand new ones are fresh out of the mint never seen the light of day and and they're gonna slab them as they're all ms69s and 70s so they're not rare or unusual we don't talk enough about those things uh but but it's important uh, when you're getting into in gold, if you're new, if you've never bought gold before, but you know, you know you need to do it. It's it's easy, I promise. You just call the 800 number, 800-951-0592, and just say, I want the special. It's that easy. Right? All these companies that are like on TV – Buy gold at cost or call now and you can get this exclusive offer for a 10-ounce gold eagle for some stupid price. Now, of course, you only can get one or three or five, whatever, maybe some stupid, stupid price that you know. Okay, wait a minute. Gold's uh, $1,621 right now. How can you sell a tenth of an ounce of gold for $155, right? That's not possible. And, and of course, they just do it so you'll call them. Then they're going to tell you, you don't want that coin. Uh, you know, no, you want the MS 70 10th ounce gold eagle for 10 times as much. And let me tell you right now, the first guy that writes the order for the, the, the giveaway coins are fired. Right? It just doesn't happen. It's the bait and switch. Right? We don't do any of those things. We don't have a, we're the, we, single digit markups. That's what we've run on. We've always run that way. Uh, you're never going to be ripped off. We always treat you honestly and fairly. And here's the thing we've been here for decades. 
Because not only do you need to buy it, at some point someone's going to need to sell it. And it's always better when you're selling to somebody that you've been a customer of for a long, long time. So pick up the phone. Give us a call, 800-951-0592. So let me tell you the new development. Let's go into to South Korea, another maker uh, not just of Apple products, of, of Huawei products as well, uh, the Chinese cell phone company. And I know Samsung, uh, most of their uh, production is in South Korea. Uh, a plant, an Apple plant, a, an employee tested positive for the coronavirus. A second employee uh, is believed to uh, has been showing signs, and they're waiting for the results of a test. They've sent all the workers home to be self-quarantined. But here's what made it interesting: is South Korea has a an epicenter of of where they've got the most sick patients. Uh, the city, I think it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Dawu. This place where the apple plant is, it's 110 miles away. So that's what's got everybody rattled is it looks like it's spreading within South Korea. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after halftime. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. Big tech has declared war on the Republican Party, whether conservatives want to admit it or not. We're not just talking about Facebook taking down Uncle Bob's Hillary for prison meme either. We're talking about a full-scale assault designed to keep conservative men and women from winning elections. Big tech has nearly monopolized key parts of the Internet, after all. And they openly use their influence to stop conservatives from getting their message out. Part of the reason why the GOP isn't properly responding to this assault by big tech is that they can't agree on the best way to address the problem. Some conservatives advocate that Republicans form their own digital platforms to rival the liberal Silicon Valley leviathons. Others think we need to fight big tech on their own platforms to force a change. While the right is squabbling about strategy, Democrats like Mike Bloomberg are bolstering their ranks by hiring from these liberal high-tech companies. Former Facebook chief marketing officer Gary Briggs has become the digital director of Mike Bloomberg 2020. And the former Foursquare CEO Jeff Glick has joined Bloomberg's campaign digital marketing firm Hawkfish. By the way, the Hawkfish employees are working hard, as Bloomberg expects for all his companies. Glick posted on Twitter that this is a a seven-day-a-week workplace through Super Tuesday and beyond. There is plenty of cash and enthusiasm on the Republican side to compete with the left for their support of young people online. The real question is whether GOP party officials are willing to focus on young voters as an essential part of their campaign victory strategy. In the past, party consultants have soaked up millions of dollars for themselves by placing ineffective ads on television while pocketing enormous commissions. We'd be better off using that money with targeted advertising online. Many young voters do not agree with Democrats' extreme positions on abortion, the Second Amendment, and transgenderism. Conservatives just have to reach out to them with a better message. 
In this election cycle, all conservatives have to understand the importance of bucking the norm. Big tech isn't going to hand us victory without a fight. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. The book, Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, reflects Phyllis at her best. With powerful words that deliver truth, bring clarity to controversial issues, and inspire action. For your free copy of Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, for radio listeners only, look for the link at phyllisschlafly.com or call 314-721-1213. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five and nine two golds up fifteen uh, sixteen twenty three uh, U.S. twenty dollar liberties in Saints at sixteen fifty. Uh, the Dow is now down three hundred points uh, as the sell off is picking up the Nasdaq. Uh, make it three twenty. The Nasdaq's down a hundred and sixty five points. Uh, as news that the virus has spread to an Apple facility uh, within South Korea. Iran now announcing that nine people have died uh, in their country and that two Chinese nationals infected with the virus uh, died, uh, adding to the total now. Uh, Iran, a less important country because right, it's Iran, so the uh the supply chain, global supply chain, not as affected. Uh, but the World Health Organization is saying that the virus has spread now. Uh, the numbers are not going to m- remain low. They're expecting the number of cases outside of China to grow significantly here over the next two weeks. Uh, of course, you know, that is the uh, that quarantine period. Everybody was was worried about when uh, Japan let off those those people off the cruise ship, uh, you know, where, where they had hundreds and hundreds of people infected and all the people that hadn't gotten it yet were let to go home. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that is what's driving the markets right now, that it looks like uh, Foxconn has made an update. So let me give you the latest there as well. Foxconn says their plants will run at best, 30 to 50% of capacity, at least through April. Uh, so this is this is going to have some major effects. Uh, people are starting. I don't have uh, foolproof yet. There's rumors out there that there are a couple of key parts where uh, they're out now. They're, they're, the Apple may not have an ability uh, to make uh, more products uh, without these parts. We'll have to wait and see how that story develops. Uh, but that's been driving the market ever since uh, the announcement is broken now. Uh, the Dow, which started out a little bit higher today, uh, heading the other way. I, I think we're going to see uh, these super elevated P.E. ratios are going to come way in now. Uh, there's going to be 
I think everybody reporting now is starting to talk about the virus as to why they're missing. Uh, and then this news didn't help. Uh, retail sales of Class 8 trucks. Okay, These are your sem- uh, semis. In the month of January, inventories hit the second highest level in industry history, trailing only the worst month of the Great Recession. So think about this. The highest number of semi-trucks sitting on dealer lots with the exception of a one month of the Great Recession. Normally, you kind of throw the, oh, the Great Recession, anything from about 07 to 2010, you kind of lump it into, you know, that one period. No, they're saying, hey, just one month in during that time was it worse. Uh, the rebound in orders apparently uh, not meeting uh, expectation overall sales of Class 8 trucks to be down 33 to 34% compared with 2019. And remember, 2019 sales were down huge. So now they're saying another 33 to 34% on top of that in 2020 inventories rose by over 3,400 units in a single month because production vastly outpaced sales. So, again, again, more layoffs coming. We've seen uh, the first round of layoffs in that industry. My guess is based on this news, uh, expect to see more layoffs coming uh, in the heavy, I'll call it the heavy-duty uh, truck markets as inventory is now the second highest month ever. Only one other. It didn't tell me which month during the Great uh, Recession had more inventory. Uh, not great news. And again, we know this, right? The the whole thing looks like, you know, we're, we're built up on a big bunch of money, right? This is the stimulus that's been pouring in. From all the central banks, you throw in all the government debt on top of it has been the only thing that's been keeping it on. And we've been worried that the consumer has maybe reached its limits. And then Vice Chairman Richard Clarida, he was out on TV today because, you know, they released these minutes from January that were complete nonsense. Oh, yeah, the economy the economy's going to pick up. Yeah, yeah, we, we're fine. It's great. You know, we made those three rate cuts. So see see how good we are. Self-high fives, the whole thing. Pat themselves on the back. And, of course, we know things are far from fine. Right? First quarter GDP now, we're hoping for 1% right now. That doesn't seem fine to me. But he was talking about rate cuts in saying that the market pricing for rate cuts, he called it a little tricky. Is it tricky? Is it? I don't think it is. I think it's pretty simple. You guys are clueless, have no idea what's going on in the real world, and, and consequently, you're putting yourself in these, the, these predicaments. The market's telling you. See, here's why they don't want to cut rates. It's going to cause more problems in the repo markets. They want to they want to end this repo market problem. It's never going to end, right? We we have gone into full monetary freaking run the printing presses day in and day out. Economic growth that we you know we we just we can't get out of two percent. 
We really can't. And now when things slow down, the problem is when things slow down, hey, it's not like you went from 4% to 2%. No, you're going from 2% to what? Recession. He says that it's tricky. He says it's tricky because there's market expectations for more rate cuts. There also can be term and liquidity premiums, right? He's talking about, hey, we got this repo thing, you know. In the market, you're pricing in something. Hey, we're not prepared to do it. And this is, again, remember, they didn't even know they had a problem. They didn't. Who was it? B of A, Merrill Lynch? One of their analysts actually sent them a letter. This is a true story. Like in the spring of last year telling them, hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Because we were, remember, we were still running quantitative tightening, right? We were shrinking the balance sheet. He's like, what are you guys doing? Hey, come September, you're going to have a big problem. Guess what? Somebody's probably writing another letter right now. Hey, Richard Clarida, what the heck are you talking about? Nature Radio News Hour. The gold rally is here. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two gold sixteen twenty two silver uh, silver we got that close above eighteen and a quarter yesterday looked like it was going to be under pressure this morning silver has come all the way back now uh, silver uh, sixteen or sixty eighteen thirty nine eighteen thirty nine uh, up. About eight cents at eighteen thirty nine. Silver was running after the market had closed last night, so uh, Kiko may say it's flat, but uh, silver closed above that eighteen and a quarter. Uh, there's really now setting itself up for nineteen dollars. Uh, break the bu- breaking above nineteen. Uh, it's going to go twenty and twenty plus. I think after. I think if it clears twenty, I think that's when you silver really. You know, we're going to see a two or three dollar uh, pop in less than a week. That's just my thing. You know, because the computers will just kick it in. Uh, and and gold, like I said, you know, gold. We are waiting for that close above fifteen eighty five. We finally got the close above fifteen eighty five. And I told you, I mean, it's not rocket science. 1700s coming. Uh, gold's up, like I said, 1622, 1623 uh, this morning. We got $20 Liberties and $20 Saints at thir- or at $1,650. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles are now going to be 440 a roll. Uh, 440 a roll on U.S. Silver Eagles at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. So we talked about Class A trucks. Hey, nobody needs them. This may be why. Maybe maybe someone should have told Richard Clarida this information this morning before he went on TV and made a jackass out of himself. But you don't know. You didn't know he made a jackass out of himself because he's sitting there getting the softball questions from Steve Leisman. Right? It, it's it's sickening. How uneducated they want us to be about our financial future. 
It makes no sense. It's like they want us to deliberately be in the poorhouse. Shipping volumes. This is in the United States by truck, by rail car, by air, and by barge. Okay, if it moved within the U.S., they track it. Down 9.4% in January. Corona barely got started. January was almost over when it really broke. 9.4%. By the way, that's from a down year over year, down 9.4% from last January. And last January's number was horrible. It's now the 14th straight month in a row. With year-over-year declines, it's the steepest, by the way, the decline, the steepest since October of 2009. But we're starting to get a lot of these now, right? All of a sudden, we're, we're back, right? Auto repos, right? Auto seriously delinquents, right? Back up to the highs of, of the Great Recession. Now, this is shipping freight, freight. Back to Great Recession. Uh, inventories of unsold semis. Second worst month ever. Uh, and, and when you start thinking about it, uh, the only thing it doesn't track is bulk commodities like grain and coal. Right? And coal, let's say, if it, you don't want that in there, right? Coal is getting used less and less. December, the index was down 7.4% year over year. Got blamed because Christmas fell on a Wednesday. Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas was on the wrong day. Well, guess that. I guess that went right out the window. Uh, it, and so now when we're sitting there and we're thinking about uh, the barges, by the way, mostly on the Mississippi River, 3,500 barges. Uh, they, they've been working out a deal to, to get a pre. Oh, here you go. So it looks like. American commercial lines Sp- spreading. They operate 3,500 barges on the Mississippi River. They're working out a deal with its lenders to announce a prepackaged bankruptcy this month. So that just gives you an indication of, of what is happening here. And eventually, you know, that's that's products. Right. And, and, and that I think that I just, you know, got to be a direct reflection of the American consumer has slowed down, doesn't it? I mean, what else could it be? Right? What, what's the issue? Why is it down 10 percent? Why has it been down for 14 straight months in a row? And I think it's just a matter of time. They've got this data so financially engineered. It really is incredible to to, to know, uh, but I I just it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't pass the sniff test. I think this is why uh, we're seeing uh, all of this money flowing into the gold markets. Uh, they you know do do as I say, not as I do. Right? All these guys on the TV are telling you to buy, buy, buy. At the same time, they're all buying gold. That's just what they're doing. And, and it makes a lot of sense. 
and and you're starting to see all of these things that reminiscent of of previous tops, high PE multiples, this confidence level that far exceeds. Well, you know, we we've got confidence levels that are near all time record highs with a two percent economy, right? And, and and again, it is what it is. Are people working? Yes. But it's what? Waitresses and bartenders and change the bedpans. I mean, that, that, that it's just the reality of it. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Final segment here at Patriot Radio News Hour on this Thursday. 800-951-0592. The Dow uh, having a tough day today. The NASDAQ's down 120. The Dow's down, uh, you know, between 250 and 350. It just moves so fast. Rates, the 10-year note. Getting ready to break 150. It's at 151. Uh, Again, now, we, we, we saw this. Uh, back the last time we had a scare, remember that right before the Christmas when the Fed raised rates and all that stuff, uh, approaching, we're within earshot now of all-time record lows uh, in the 10-year note. Uh, we have inversion uh, in the five-year note, right? Two years are yielding more than the fives, and and we're seeing this again now. Uh, playing out, this is not good. This isn't a good sign, right? The the bond market, when when they do things like this, uh, it, it, there's concern. Uh, how are these companies? You know, Apple's going to be fine. It will. It, this this thing will eventually end, or they'll get it under control, or whatever it may be, and they'll get back into business. Uh, but how many other businesses are not going to be fine? Uh, and if I'm right, and I don't want to be, but I'm just looking at these freight numbers. You know, when you see down 7.5% in December, which is Christmas, and they always have, always, it was warm, and Christmas was on a bad day, and, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I stubbed my toe last week, and whatever it may be. But to see it fall another almost 10%. Uh, in January is a big indication that I think things are a lot closer to what I think. This wasn't a recovery, right? Everybody was telling, oh, no, 2020 is going to be better. And I kept saying, why? Why is it going to be better? I mean, the only good thing about 2020 was Michael Bloomberg was spending hundreds of millions of dollars running ads, right? And then he went out and choked choked in the debate last night. And who knows, that may come to an end. I don't know. But the bond market, uh, again, flashing a big, big warning sign. And and I will say this. The one thing, though, the Fed had right, they're, they're not total idiots, is asset prices were too high. But, see, the problem is, is they want to blame, hey, it's Wall Street's fault. It's Wall Street's fault. It's not Wall Street's fault. Wall Street's only doing what you're allowing them to do. Your, your monetary policies are idiotic and ridiculous. 
And then you come out and try to say, oh, no, we're going to we're gonna end these repo auctions. And, and, and uh, yeah, we're not cutting rates because if we cut rates, we can't end the repos. And, and, and you have no clue. Coming out about, oh, they're all getting a, a, a survey out of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, we'll see it. Things are great. Please. Surveys are surveys. Right, the, the people are trying to be optimistic because the uh, the new trade deal with China, which just fell flat on its face, right? None of those things are going to happen, uh, and, and again, not for a great reason, not because uh, there wasn't anything we could do about it. This virus has hit; it is what it is. Uh, but those numbers aren't going to happen. All these great earnings estimates aren't going to happen. And I think the Fed may be stubborn enough. Not to cut rates, and it's just going to make it worse. Patriot Radio News Hour: U.S. twenty-dollar liberties and Saints at sixteen fifty. Rolls of Silver Eagles at four hundred and forty. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. This program was sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group.